everybody. Good evening and welcome to Lost in a Long Box for Wednesday, January 15th. Um, bear with me while I'm up. Tommy, can you boost my gain just a little bit? I'm the first one there. Other uh, first one. That first one, yes. Yeah. Go. Go up a little bit more. Gain. Go up a little bit more. You know what I'm saying, my volume. Go up a little bit more. There's nothing plugged into this one, buddy. It's the wrong one. Riveting. There, Riveting. there we go. Okay, that's it. My bad. Um, so anyway, um, Lost in a Long Box, Wednesday, January 16th for 2020. Last week was actually the first episode. I was out on vacation, and I am back. I can know everybody missed me, even though you didn't say it when I walked in the door. That's okay. Um, it goes I, without saying. Uh, remember, guys, we are, actually, leader was gone. we are actually live on Facebook, on uh, YouTube as well. So if you're listening to the live stream, we, we appreciate that. But you do want to go ahead and jump on uh, YouTube our YouTube channel, because we will be doing our show until as usual. I'm your host, Randall. I got my partner in crime here. Tommy. And Mad Men working the boards. Enos Hello. was eaten by a giant purple dinosaur. So Named Barney. Sorry, Enos. Um, so how were things while I was gone? Anything that went down that I should know about that? Uh, yeah, not that I'm aware of. I think things went pretty smoothly. Awesome. We, we, we missed our fearless leader, but, you know. Why, well, Mad Men was here. I didn't miss him. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So I guess I'm the only one that, that missed you. So there's that. Back of the devil, there he is. I guess the, there he is. the dinosaur regurgitated him. Yeah. It's always next week. Enos, come on in. Have a seat. Uh, let's go ahead and start hitting the news items. Um, and I, you know, I was telling you this way, way back when it first opened and we reviewed it. Joker was nominated for 11 Oscars. I saw that. It um, leads the nomination list, actually. Yeah, it's a whole list of them. Best picture, uh, best actor. Right. Um, directing, best cinematography, yep. costume design, film editing. The only other comic book movie that got any nod was uh, Avengers Endgame for visual effects. Of course. Um, which makes sense. I'm, I'm really hoping this is going to pull either best actor, best actor and or best movie. I, I would love for it to, yeah. Because anytime a comic book movie you know, gets something like that, it, it helps us right. all. Right. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's got some pretty stiff competition in, uh, what is it, 1917, I think, is also nominated. I saw previews for that. That looks really good. I have not right. seen it, but it looks looks pretty good. Well, the thing, too, is um, that is a recent release, mm-hmm. um, whereas Joker came out, like, in the summer. Yeah, and yeah. Generally, so it's got that against it. The, the Academy is very much out of sight, out of mind. So if they didn't see it, um, you know, like, recently, they tend to forget about it. Um, Enos, how are you? Welcome to the show, Doing buddy. Doing fine, gentlemen. Um, I also uh, run underneath your pile there. I have a copy of um, Crisis on Infinite Earths dollar size special that was available at Walmart. I told you and Tommy I'd pick those up. And Thank you. It is dinged on the corner there. Sorry about that. Hey, but man, Well, it comes from Walmart. It's kind of hard that, to get I'd a say, perfect yeah, copy from what Walmart. What do you expect me to get from Walmart? Yeah. However, um, I picked up my books today over at Gateway, and Ed had a whole pile of these with a different cover. Oh, wow. So if you want some without the dinged cover, you can probably find one there. There you go. Um, so, Ennis, we were just talking about Joker getting nominated for 11 Oscars. Yes, indeed. Uh, um, great news to hear that, eh? Oh, quite. Yeah, especially after it did pretty well at the Golden Globes, too. How many did we talk about last week that it three. won? Three. Yes, it did win three ahead of time. Now, I don't remember. Did it win Best Picture at the Golden Globes? No. No, it did not. Because for 1917 a, did. Okay, see, that's a bad sign because usually... The Golden Globes are an are an indication it, of how the Oscar's going to go. Well, well, it, it, well into the it, mic, Enos. Into it, the mic. Well, one thing that's good, Joaquin Phoenix did win best um, best actor. Oh yeah. So so at least if anything, that will be something that's going to carry us. You know, I mean, because I 
But I was only concerned in that category is if Tom Hanks was going to be his competition. Due and he didn't to, even get nominated, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, did he? Okay, for but, 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 neighborhood uh, or in uh, the neighborhood. Uh, uh, beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. But um, I didn't realize that in that picture... He's a he's a supporting actor. He's not the lead actor. No, he's not. Yeah, because it's mostly about the the person that interviews about the Fred journalist Rogers. who interviewed Fred Rogers. Oh, yeah. okay. So 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 so, so 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 he can still get best supporting, and yeah. Joaquin can still get best actor. Yeah. yeah, and let's all agree. Anytime that Tom Hanks is in a lead role during a year, he's he's, he's got a chance, he's got a strong chance yeah, to win best gonna, actor. He's probably going to take. He's it, probably right? going to get. Nominated. He's got a sold and up. Anybody so. going against him just goes well. Shit. Yeah, it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> and like and and Leo and Leonardo DiCaprio is up for another best actor nod. And I have a feeling that uh, um, da, 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 da. trivia question for you: What was Leo's first best actor Oscar? Um, a couple years ago, wasn't um, it? No, it, um, I think it was for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. No, no. It wasn't. Nope. Mm-hmm. Although that was a great movie. You're going to be surprised when you find out how long it took them to, to get it. It was a long time. Uh, Basketball Diaries? No. Uh, the Aviator? No. And I would have thought Aviator. Was it The Great Gatsby? No. Mm-mm. All right, just tell us. The Revenant. The Revenant. No. Oh, yeah, that's that right. That's right with the bear beat his... It- he did not get a he did not get a win he, until the Revenant. The and Revenant. think of all That's the right. great roles That's he right. had before that. Yeah, Titanic. Well, I wouldn't have put Titanic up there, but I definitely would have considered um, Titanic. Catch me if you can. I, I was thinking, you Wolf know what? I mis I, I misunderstood your question. Did, when when did he finally win? Well, I, I messed that up. Yeah, because I, I would have said the Revenant. That's the only one he's run for. And I mean, like, that bear tore his tail up. I haven't actually watched it. So, <laughs> so by the way, we're talking about news tonight. Uh, yes. or, or not news, but we're also doing, like, a free forum because, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, I just got back into town Monday. And I didn't have any time to really prepare for anything. Right. Um, so, right here, right now, do not talk about Crisis on Infinite Earth because oh, I know what wrapped last oh, night. Uh, and I, I have I not didn't caught, seen it. Okay, I have good. Not good, good. I'm, 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 okay. No, okay, good. I'm not by myself. You're not by I yourself. Seen, I haven't seen it either. So okay, we're all, good. We're I can tell you good. that I've been opening Facebook and having to close it all day. Because. Oh, <laughs> uh, so 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 we're, we're all three in that boat. Yeah, we're all three in that boat. Four. Uh, four, four, man. I forgot. Yeah, don't forget about the man. No, on the board. I'm, I'm sorry about no, you, man. Yes. Yes, no problem. My, my, my right arm, and I keep dissing him, man. So, <laughs> so you know what? In other news, I think it's funny that they keep saying that there's not going to be a release of the Jack uh, the Zack Snyder. Snyder cut of Justice League. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But yet they keep hinting and showing things. Now Zack Snyder has actually shown us a still photo of Dark Seed in battle. Oh my God! From his cut, and I'm like, really? You're going to keep telling us, oh no, we're not doing it, and then show us photos like that? I don't see. I don't understand that. People obviously want it. Well, Jason Momoa. So if you have it, right? Jason Momoa was the one that really put the fuel on the fire when he said, "I've seen it." Right. He said, "I think someone else from the movie has also said they have seen it," and they were like, "It was not a bad movie." You know, he got done wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was released wasn't a bad movie either. I like Justin. No, it wasn't. And 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 some of these, you know, I was listening listening at work today. Some of these are. Some of the podcasts that talk about the movies and stuff like that. And some of these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're, I mean, because they were talking about Justice League was a pilot. No, Justice League was actually a pretty good doggone I, movie. I really liked Justice League. I liked League. it. Yeah. And, then, and, and, and I'm sorry, and I don't care what any of y'all say, Ben Affleck was a great Batman. Yes, he was. I really love the bit when they resurrect him. And Batman is sitting telling Aquaman, says, Arthur, you need to calm down your heart rate. And he's like, because he's not right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just going to look at Superman with, I mean, oh, he screwed up. When was the last time you saw, as far as a superhero film, an actor that was per- 
um, perfectly cast than Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I would say Zachary Levi as Shazam. As Shazam. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the whole... The whole reason why these movies have been successful is because of excellent casting. Right. right. And I think they learned their lesson when they cast uh, Patrick Stewart as uh, Charles Xavier oh, yeah. in exactly. the X-Men. And they realized that did, that Wizard magazine has been populated with articles with people. Uh, God, I missed that. Yeah. Did you, did you hear what he. If they made a movie, who would, who would, who would, ca- they, yeah. who would they cast? Did you hear what he, he said about that after he was cast? They showed, they, they showed him the, the source material. Why am I in this comic book? Why am I in this comic book? What was his reply? Absolutely. He'd never seen it before. But he just assumed that, you know, he was like, why am I in this comic book? It was the role he was born to play. I mean, there's some Absolutely. roles out there that people are just born to play. Right. And, and there's another role, um, another actor that no one takes in consideration as who would have been a perfect Batman. Alec Baldwin. Uh, been elite, when when he, he was young, yeah. Yeah, young yeah I mean, when, when he was younger. Uh, back when, back in, like, if this had been done... If they did that before Tim Burton got his hands on it and they finally got the rights to it and everything, like say about eighty, this about eight between eighty five and I mean eighty four and eighty eighty seven, I think Alec Baldwin would have been perfect. I don't know. I think I don't uh, know though. I was really hard for me to get off the Michael Keaton love after I saw the first. Oh, oh no, yeah, and <laughs> you know, um, but but to me, he will. If if you, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never seen The Shadow, get that movie. That's Baldwin, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So as far as far as the Batman goes, you know Robert Pattinson's going to be our next Batman. I would much have rather have seen him be Terry McGinnis, right, and brought back Keaton to be you know the right. old Batman Beyond. I really wanted would like I when I look at Pattinson, I see Terry McGinnis more right. so than I see Bruce Wayne. Now I'm not saying he's not going to do a good job as Bruce, as Bruce Wayne because he very well could, but I I, I just I, I see Terry more than I see Bruce. Exactly, and you know yeah. what? Since you mentioned that you would much rather see him as Terry and Michael Keaton as Batman, let's go ahead and jump to some Michael Keaton news. Did you catch the trailer for Morbius? <laughs> I have not seen you it. I knew exactly, I where, I you knew exactly where I was going, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, boy. If you want- and I purposely when I put it up, I purposely didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't even make an, an allusion to anything. I'm like, I just said, now for your viewing pressure, more, right. Morbius. And, and I'm wondering how many people caught that. He is. He shows up as Adrian Toomes um, in the Morbius. Uh, mm. So they single-handedly, with just a five-second shot, have tied it to Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. Yeah, so I'll probably check this movie out now. I wasn't super, and there's another part wasn't super excited for it, but if Michael Keaton's going to be in it. Oh, yeah. And there, there, there's another part of that um, trailer that tied it in, too. Oh, I didn't catch that part. I just there did. is a picture of Spider Man oh, yeah, and wall. somebody right. wrote "murderer" yeah on it. Yeah, but I but it. I purposely did not tell anybody. Well, that's uh, that's the end when Jared Leto has become Morbius and he's walking down an alleyway yeah. that's on the wall. Right. right. Yes. Right. Um. So also while we're on the subject of trailers, did you see the second Black Widow trailer drop? Saw no, it this morning. And it. did you see who's in it? Taskmaster. Taskmaster, and he looks fantastic. And it's ironic. Um, I personally have been kind of on the fence about a lot of the villains in the movies, mm-hmm. but it looks like they really got Taskmaster right. He's down an underutilized Even down too. to his rip-off Captain America's shield. Oh, wow. Do you notice yep, that yep, it still yep, had like yep, a star yep, in his yep. dress on it, but it was all gray? Yeah. He's an underutilized villain. He's yeah, got yeah, a great yeah. power set. Great he, power set. They need Very more Bat-Rock, too. Bat- yeah. Yes! <laughs> yes! Um, that was, um, Georgia St. Pierre played him in uh, um, The Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, the, the, that's the, right. Yeah, the, the guy that um, Cap was fighting at the beginning of the movie yeah. that was Betra, the Lipa, Betra the Zelipa, Zelipa, yes. But yeah, so I, I saw that, and it's funny. 
I don't really have any desire to go see Black Widow, uh, but I might see it just to watch Taskmaster, Taskmaster do his thing. Well, see, I didn't have any desire to see it either. Then I heard Taskmaster was going to be the villain, and I was like, well, let's maybe check this out. Because yeah, I do like the Taskmaster. And it's funny because I do love me some ScarJo. Uh, I can really say, I'm good. if nothing else, I'm just going to go and see Scarlett Johansson. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm going to be real about it. Yeah, that's the one girl in the entire world that would say, follow. and yes, Oh, man. yeah, yes, yes there. Yes, yeah. Which I, way would you like for me to go? Mm, yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> I'll do anything you want, ScarJo. Mm. So, you know, there's that whole joke about uh, the list of five. <laughs> you know about the list of five? The list of five is you, cause you don't, you're not married, you don't have a spouse. Uh, there's a whole running joke with the spouses. So there. you don't oh, have oh, a list of, you oh, don't oh, have oh, a list of five list. because you don't need one. No, no. The list of five is the five women that you could sleep with with no repercussions whatsoever. Um, oh. oh. See, and okay. see, and that's why you don't have a list of five because, because you're yeah, single. Right. You don't need a list of five. But the the whole joke is, you know. And the and the wives had their list too. It's like you know yeah. five men oh, yeah. that they could sleep with, fair. and the husband could be like, you know, honey. If they want to sleep with you, then more power to you. Yeah. So I made a joke about you know, Scar Joe being on my list, and my wife's like, she's on your list? I'm like, she's positions one through three. Yes, she's oh, on yeah. <laughs> Damn. You know, there's certain people that, that, that would not be on my wife's list that I really wouldn't be upset about. If my wife told me she slept with Sean Connery, I'd be like, that's fine. Ew, right. Most people. I don't know. That that kind of grossed me out. Come on, it's Sean Connery. Well, my wife has Vin Diesel on hers, and to this day, I'm like, Vin Diesel? Yeah. I'm sure like, my wife would have Vin Diesel on, on hers. <laughs> she as well. likes that gravel. You, you, you know, voice. you know who, <laughs> you know who would surprise you? That's probably on my wife's list. Seth Green. What? Yeah, my wife's my wife what? loves her Seth Green. All right. So now that we've digressed just, subject, just just a little please. bit, so this is actually some pretty big news. CW has already just ordered um, a straight-to-series for Superman and Lois Lane. Yes, I saw that. Yes. Now, this is departure because normally the, the process is you order the pilot. Right. And then based on what you see on the pilot, you just go ahead and you order the series. Right. And a lot of times, they order the pilot, they show the pilot, and then it's two or three months before you see the show mm -hmm. um, and they green it. But this means that they've liked what they've seen so far and said, just give us a series. Or they know that they're... Their bills are all being paid by um, DC properties, so mm -hmm. like just green light everything we get. So I'm wondering what that, what that means. Are they going to be you know is this going to be just taking the place of Arrow or no? Uh, because Arrow is going to be taking the place of Arrow. Yeah, because they were they, yeah because they had the, the new the new. There's going to be a green Arrow, and it's going to be Ollie's daughter. Right. So uh, so are they just going with a new superhero show, or is another superhero show dying? Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that either Supergirl or Black Lightning is going to get axed. Because I know that Supergirl's ratings have dipped uh, mm -hmm. continuously over the last few seasons. I don't know. I wonder why. And I, don't be, don't be I, dissing I on Melissa. I, I know why. Because <laughs> they got rid but, of Wynn. But, but is Black Lightning not doing well? I, I don't know anyone that's watching it. Uh, last, I heard, last I heard, it was doing well for its slot. But um, I haven't heard anything positive or negative about the last now, thing I heard as far as the CW shows that everybody got renewed. Oh, well, who knows? So. Now, I could see them, especially, and I'm just going to do a little conjecture here. If they actually combined the world at the end of Crisis, I could see a couple of shows getting combined. Like, I could easily see Batwoman being absorbed into Flash. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, anyway, who knows? We'll find out. But... I'm actually looking forward to that. So if we think about it, they, oh, yeah, because they still got Legends of Tomorrow. That yep. means they're going to have, like, what, six DC shows? Yep. Why don't they just rename the, the, the DC station Network. DC TV, right? DC, yeah. DC Network. So 
In other news, you know Wonder Woman and Flash are going to do their legacy number in issue 750 coming up. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but the news here now is that um, they're going to keep their legacy numbering after that. Supposedly, they were only supposed to do it for issue 750 and actually go back to the rebirth numbering, which right. I thought was kind of weird. But they're going to keep their uh, legacy numbers while big surprise there. But DC has also said that some of their other titles are now going to go back to their legacy numbering. Which is great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Let's get them back to, to what so they're let's, to So let's speculate here. Which, what do you think is going to do? It's going to um, get it. I'm a, I'm, you're gonna, I think you're going to see Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. After, after Grant Morrison messes it up more in season two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justice League. I see Justice League going back to legacy numbering. Justice League. You know what else I think might hit legacy numbering? <laughs> At first, you're going to say no, but if you start thinking about it, they have a lot, a lot of uh, back issue history out there. Teen Titans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they might do Superman. Um, I, I could see them doing Superman and Batman, bringing them back to legacy numbering. Right. Probably. That's but what I forgot. They're, they're not dead. They're, they're, on, they're not out there legacy numbers anymore. I no, they're not. No, just they, detective in action. Yeah. Just detective in they action were, is. They were renumbered yeah. with Rebirth, but I could see them getting their legacy numbering back. Yeah. Also, yeah. too, um, and this one kind of really threw me for a loop. So Dan DiDito, DC's publisher, said that the new official DC timeline that they announced last year is going to be their new official history and Wonder Woman is going to now be listed as the first superhero of the DC Universe. I saw that. Starting saw in that. Wonder Woman 750. Right. Which I guess kind of makes sense. It, it, it actually kind of does because yeah. if you think about it, the Amazons predate Superman and yeah. when did she actually get made from clay? Right. Right. So, so I mean, it makes sense. In, to- I, in toga times. Right. <laughs> toga times. So I just thought that was interesting. But... <laughs> Excuse me. It does make me want to pick up Wonder Woman 750 now because it's being written by Scott Snyder and artist Brian Hitch. Yeah, oh, I already yeah. had that ready for my pull list. So, yeah, I might have to make sure I add that to my pull because I haven't read any of the Rebirth Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman has always been one of those titles that has been hit or miss ever since George Perez left it. Yeah. Uh, I've always enjoyed it. It's a good, good book. Well, I just really love what Perez did with it, and yeah. I think every writer's been trying to capture that same feel, and it's just sometimes fall a little short of the mark. The only per, the only one that I've seen that's come close, I'm, I'm not can't, and I hope I'm, can't remember for sure, but didn't Gail Simone write Wonder Woman yeah, for a while? Did. And yeah, I, I think she, I think she came job. she came the closest. Well, most of what she does is really good. I don't think I've read any of her series that I didn't like. Right. right. So. Well, she's the whole reason I read the, the very first Birds and Prey series. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. She, she was nailing that one. I want to see the Huntress get, her, get a series. That could be good. I like her. Helena yeah. Bertinelli, I like her. Well, I really loved when they did New 52. Yeah. And Supergirl and Robin from yeah. Earth 2 came over. Right. Because Robin was Helena Bertinelli. Right. And it was Cara Zor-El Supergirl. They got to Earth 1 and New 52 and went, right. oh, we have a problem. World's <laughs> yeah. Finest. There's already a Robin and a Supergirl yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, World's Finest was pretty good. I so, liked it. So they became Huntress and Power Girl. Right. And that was doing really good. And then DC realized, hey, this New 52 thing's not working. So they started destroying everything and did the whole Future's End type of thing. And they went back to Earth 2. And I'm like, well, damn it. Speaking of which, we need to see Power Girl. She hasn't shown up in Rebirth. Not, not ever since. Yeah. Not, not yet. Because the whole future's end, which brought an end to New 52. Well, actually, let's back that up. It was the whole convergence that brought an end to New 52 universe. Yeah, that's right. So I did not know this, but I guess the, that Marvel book, Incoming, is now leading into two other series, Outlawed and then Empire, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. But 
I guess uh, Outlawed is now going to, in the Marvel Universe, make it illegal to be a superhero if you're under 21. Yeah. And after that one shot, Tommy, you'll like this, we're getting a new New Warriors series. Right, there you go. Um, and it is going to have the original members, Night Thrasher, Nemorita, Speedball, Rage, Firestar, Silhouette, as long as five new characters they haven't revealed yet. I don't really want Rage or Silhouette. They weren't the originals. Right. Well, I guess they came along in the original run. Yeah, so they came speak. along in the original run, but it was it was uh, Night Thrasher, Nova. Well, Kid Nova is what they called him. Right. Namorita, Firestar, um, Marvel Boy, you Speedball. Know what? So who does, Night, who does uh, Marvel Boy become? Because I noticed he's Penance. not listed here. Oh, okay. No, Marvel Boy will be... I'm sorry, no. No, that's Speedball, Speedball. that becomes Penance. Marvel Boy becomes... Uh, What's, well, he because becomes Vance Astro in he's the future, Vance right? Astro, he's the future version of Vance Astro. Vance Astro came back in time and activated his powers early, creating a divergent timeline. But what is his name? Oh, my goodness, because he was in, in the Avengers 52 State Initiative. Hold on. Let me I know, I know. Well, the only thing that I noticed that's kind of weird about this is they said that the new warriors are going to be adults in this new series. I'm like, well, then they can't be outlaws then, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think they've, they've, they've pretty much aged them all up now. Anyway. It should be. Like well, a... but they're also going to be relaunching Power Pack as mm. a six-issue miniseries. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering, are they going to age them, or are they still going to be kids? I know. What a horrible book that was. Well, I, yeah. It was, like, it was one of those things, like, why did you launch this thing, Marvel? Yeah, yeah who pitched that idea? And, and I'm like... Well, it was popular was what I didn't get. Well, it was popular with kids. That's it, the point. It, it, it was a kid book. Yeah. Because no no one over fifteen years old wrote it or wanted to read it. Mm-hmm. Right up Van, there, Vance Astro becomes Justice. Justice, okay. that's yes. his name. And that was after I knew it was something patriotic. I yeah, knew it was something. It, that came after he went to prison after he was being physically abused by his father. By his he wound father. up killing him. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, guess what? So, New Warriors number one going to be coming out after the outlawed one shot, which I think is right around the corner. Um, because okay. Incoming came out a couple weeks ago. I picked it up today. <coughs> I'm sorry, guys. Excuse me. I picked up a bit of a cold on vacation, and I've still got remnants of it. In other news, and I think this actually just came out today, Batman issue 86, the first issue um, by James Tenyon IV, taking over to Tom King's run. So did you cry? I did not. You didn't? I, no, because I'm going to be... Honest, and it's I know okay. this is going to floor you. I, I was probably I was getting a little tired of Tom's run on Batman. What? <laughs> yes, I, I felt that the city of Bane storyline was good, but the one preceding that, what the whole sleep deprivation in the in the hydro chamber, that was kind of leaving me a little dry. Look at Tommy's face. He's like, what "Are you actually, Earth? Who? You, the, I don't know who you, you are. are right but this now. is not Randy that came back from vacation. <laughs> yeah. He's a scroll. Uh, He's apparently uh, yeah. Uh, He's criticizing Tom, Tom King. King. Wow. Check my basement for pods. I know. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I now don't get me wrong. I am excited for the Bat and the Cat series that he's going to be doing, but I, I kind of felt he had got outlived his welcome on Batman. So wow. But anyhow, wow. Back to Batman eighty six. Not expecting that. Those of you out there, and there's a lot of them out there who do not like Tom King's run on Batman. Uh, remember, he was already doing detective, so this should be picking right up uh, with that as well. And he does acknowledge in this very first issue that there are some uh, dangling plot threads that King left out there that he's got to start wrapping up. So he addresses that. But word of mouth so far is that it's been pretty good. Oh, and Enos, I have that Batman 86 for you. I forgot to bring it. I will try to remember to bring it tomorrow to work. No problem. 
the bat what Batman eighty six came out last week. Yeah, he, oh. he asked me to pick up a copy for him, and I and oh, so I, it came out last week. Yeah, oh, yep. and I I did, and I forgot, and I forgot to bring it tonight. Okay, cool. Um, so that's the news. Let's go ahead and pay our bills and, and throw some love over to our uh, sponsor. Well, do you, you did you talk? You didn't talk about uh, Empire, did you? I did not because that's, I don't know. That's that's another one of Marvel's uh, events. It's going to be coming out in uh, April. Speaking of events, go ahead. Cree and Scroll. Um, so Empire spins out of the events of the incoming one shot, uh, Hulkling uniting the Kree and Scroll together with Earth as the new target. Um, Avengers and Fast- Fantastic Four are going to be the protagonist. So before the event debuts, there's going to be a prelude one shot, Road to Empire, the Kree Scroll War. Um, could be interesting. You know, any time the Krees and the Scrolls are involved in fighting, right. it, it could be good. Uh, I will. I might check it out, but if I'm going to, I'm, a ch- I'm going to stick to the main miniseries. I'm not going to branch out to the other 120 books that are going to go with it. Right, all the tie-ins. Right, because I go broke. So, oh, yeah. really quickly, I noticed today that Marvel announced another um, Dawn of X crossover miniseries or event, mm-hmm. and they said for December. And I kept, but we're in January. Are you talking about for last month? No, they are actually talking about for December 2020. Wow. I'm like, and you're already advertising it? Th- they got plans, Joe. Exactly. All right, Enos, pay the bills. Lost in the Long Box is brought to you by Flashback Comics, located on 3112 PS Business Drive, just off Smoketown Road in uh, Woodbridge, Virginia. They have a great array of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and statues. They're they're open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6.30 p.m., and Sundays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. When you go by, tell Troy David that Lost in the Long Box sent you. He's one of the best in the business and no better person to be working in a comic store to give you all the information you need on what you want and point you in the right direction. Which reminds me, I need to go get another trade paperback, too, because I finally finished that Captain Marvel I picked up. There you go. Um, so before we get to show and tell, I have another little bit of a show and tell. So one of the things that I do now when I'm on vacation is I have what I call my world traveling hat. I get everywhere I go, it gets a little pin from wherever I've been. So now it's got like four new ones from my last location. But the reason I bring this up is I'm going to show this to the camera here real quickly. I have decided to start a new tradition, and everybody's getting hat pins. So oh, Enos, cool. here's one for you. Thank you. Thank you. Now I just got to get a hat. <laughs> 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 All right, show and tell. So the last time we were here, I showed off um, my issue of Cat Number One, which was the first appearance of Greer Nelson, mm-hmm. um, who becomes Tigra. Tigra, and she does that in this issue right here, Giant Size Creatures Number One. That's a pretty book. This is one of the ones I'd been hunting for for a while, and it's got a uh, good old Werewolf by Night in there, yes. Jack Russell, baby. Oh yeah, um, her origin ties in really closely with uh, Jack Russell here because she originally thinks that she. Uh, that he might be tied with the wear people that she meets in this as well, but okay. it's not. And then I want to say her appearance after this becomes um, Monsters Unleashed Magazine number 10, which is where she comes up after this. And then the rest of her origin story does happen in the Werewolf by Night series as well. So I need to get that one. But yeah, I really like that. You know me, I've got this whole Tiger Greer Nelson love going on. So Yeah, you like the furry women. I, I do like the furry women. Where does that say it? <laughs> what was that, Madman? Yeah, I agree. I, a furry chick? Oh, yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. Now, that's not to be confused with furries, furries you yeah, perverts not, not out furries, there. Yeah. People in I that, don't know like, what that is, so I'm going to let that go. It probably sounds like it's probably something I prob- I'm probably better off not know, knowing. Right. It goes so. back as far as The Shining. 
Yeah, it does. Um, and then Mad Men, continuing his reign, has brought in Justice League number 103. I love this Phantom Stranger cover. Yeah. Phantom Stranger is a great character. Yeah. Uh, he is. And I love, I love those, the, these old Justice Leagues that have the, the, the lineup rundown along mm-hmm. the side. I, right. I, I love that. That's why I have so many of them. I love those kind of the roll, roll calls. calls. The roll always call, yeah. cool, man. And, and I love it when they had it inside as well, roll calling every hero that was going to yep. be in the story. That right. was cool as snack. Yeah. yeah and you, it was really great, too, um, every summer when the JLA-JSA crossover came, and you would have JLA on one side, JSA, JSA on the other, and, the and other. then and on the bottom, every once in a while, you knew it was going to be big because you'd see All-Star Squadron along the bottom, too. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, this is going to be a great issue. Um, fantastic. I, I do love these. All right. And then Tommy and Enos decided they just want to outdo everybody. Um, Enos has brought in, and Jim, uh, if you're a listener after, you're going to love these. Tales to Astonish number 60. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Look at that bad boy. <laughs> With the Hulk and Ant-Man. It's oh, an amazing condition. Too. Look yes, at it. it is. It's beautiful. That is a beautiful book. That is a pretty book, Enos. Purchase from among one of my many, many purchases during my tenure at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base in Goldsboro, North Carolina from 1986 to 1989. And I went back in 91 for the Gulf War. Uh, there was a book right out the front gate called Tales Resold. Well, actually, they didn't start there at first, but they moved to a uh, little little small office, a little small area right out the front gate so I could walk from the dorm t- and go pick up my comics every week, and I would clean up, and this is one of the things I cleaned up on. Nice. Beautiful book. Yeah, and you're going to tell me you probably bought, bought that for like $5, aren't you? I will beat him across the head. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I purchased that, I do believe it was like about three fifty. Ah, oh. shut up. Three fifty. I want to. I want to bash a chair over your head. I have to say. Well, he he bought it when nobody wanted the things. Yeah. Right. Know? Right. But I I, I want to go old WWE and bash a folding chair over. Your head. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I would love to see him take this to a con and, and see what offers he gets for it. Beautiful yeah, probably, book. Yeah, and a lot of people book. don't know this. Um, Tales to Astonish is the book that the Incredible Hulk series became because Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk actually didn't sell. Yeah. Uh, what was it, like six or seven issues, and then it I want to say it was six, and then it went to Tales to Astonish, and then as that run was going, Hulk got popular again, and they gave him his book back in yeah, issue one hundred two. Yep, beautiful book, Enos, and not to be outdone, Tommy. This is a this is actually a really nice book. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Canadian yeah. edition, so I got a really good price on it, but I still had to get it ah. because it's just like well, it's, it's still incredible. a golden age, still a golden age, and it's Wiz incredible. Comics number one eighteen. Oh, wow, look but, how pretty that book is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. Color's so bright. Yeah, I was like, I, I can't turn this down. I got it for an amazing price. I was like, yes, I, I must buy this. Yep. I swear, Captain Marvel can never see. Yeah, he's always, I, I know, I'm right? telling you, he's always, he's always squint- squinty-eyed. <laughs> it's like, what are you looking at, dude? Is it sun that bright? Now, Tom and um, Madman, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but um, Randy, I know you do because you and I are about the same age. Do you remember... Um, the fall of 1981, when they debuted on NBC, the Kid Superpower Hour with Shazam and Spider-Man, his amazing friends. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I remember that one. Um, yeah, I was four, so I do not remember that. Um, the the Shazam cartoons were based on. Um, that's how Shazam looked. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they had it was Captain Marvel, Mary Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel Jr., 
Talky Tawny, um, Uncle Dudley, Uncle Dudley, <laughs> Uncle Dudley, Ibis the Invincible, um, the I no, I'm sorry, Ibac, um, Mr. Mind, Mr. Mind, you name it. Every you think of all the mainstay villains of the uh, Shazam universe were in there. Of course, the Savannas. So also too, you know why he's got this squinty-eyed look here? Because Captain Marvel was originally a Superman ripoff. Fawcett said, we need to have a character that does as good as Superman, and that's pretty much what Superman's eyes looked like in the 30s and the 40s. He right. had that whole squinty look. It's just when DC, i.e. National Periodicals, started showing his eyes, Wiz kept this look. Part of why they lost the lawsuit so many years afterwards, because the judge looked at 40s Superman and current uh, Shazam went, oh yeah, you're definitely ripping off this character. I thought I had something else. I, I, I do. Well, I want to show you guys this. I picked this up last week from. Uh, Here, let me hold it. Okay. I picked that up last week from Gateway Comics. Folks, don't sleep on Hawkman. Which is this a new issue? That's the latest Number issue. 20? Okay. I bought that cover because there is a statue out that's based off that. Oh, got you. And that, and there's one with a small wingspan, but one with the wings completely out. Either way, you can't go wrong on that bad boy. But I just love that cover. I, I'm a big fan of Hawkman. I always thought he was a cool character. And Jeff Johns, the guy has like got the Midas touch when it comes to bringing back a character. Because when they brought back um, Hawkman and JSA, because I was trying to figure out how they were going to do it. Because everyone thought for years it was Zariel. From um, the um, oh right, the, the, doing the Justice League when Grant Morrison did Justice League, but it wasn't. So I like how Jeff brought him back. And I can tell you, those covers that end up having statues made of them always become sought after. Yeah, like that's uh, a pretty cover. I almost yeah. bought that. I almost bought that book solely because of the cover. Even though I, have, I don't read Hawkman, uh, it was just just a sweet. It's cover. a beautiful cover. One man. of the one of my favorite ones, and I don't remember the issue, but is the Wonder Woman cover by Mike Diodato Jr. of her standing on the the, the skulls. Yeah, buddy. With the, with the, 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 uh, the curtain draped over it and her shield, and that became a beautiful statue. Brian Bolland. As well as um, the, um, oh yeah, Brian Bolland, that's right, my bad. Yep. Um, and then also the cover to JSA Classified Number 4 uh, with Power Girl. I had yeah. the statue of that as well. That's a great one. So, all right, guys, we don't actually have a, a set subject tonight. As I said earlier, we're going to freeform this. So I'm going to go ahead and just hop on out there. Um, something that I've been reading lately that I really got into, I uh, have bought the first two trade paperbacks, um, and I just picked up three because I find myself oddly obsessed with this title now. Sex Criminals by Matt Fraction and Chip Zardaski from Image Comics. Uh, have you guys read this? I know Madman has because I lent him the first trade. Yeah, I, I enjoyed mm -hmm. it. It's, it's such an odd concept, yep. but it's also really entertaining at the same time. Parts where it's just hilarious. Oh, oh, Straight yeah, up it's, hilarious. Yeah, it's and it's almost and it's funny because it almost reads like two adolescent teenagers discovering sex, but they're grown adults. Uh -huh. And and if you don't know the premise, this girl named Susie who discovers that, <clears throat> and sorry guys, you know, parental warning, when she um, has an orgasm, time stops. Yeah, and I heard about that. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, and. And she doesn't know what's going on because she does discover this as a teenager. Right. And she's like, well, how do I talk to everyone? Because she thinks this is the norm. Right. 
right. and she doesn't realize that it's not until <laughs> she meets this gentleman John, and then they, you know, they go and they do the deed, and they're laying there, and afterwards, and he says something like that was being good, and then she says something, and they're both like, "Holy crap! How are you moving right now?" Because they realize that they both have the same power, um, and then it goes south from there because she ends up telling that well she uh, owns a library and she can't pay back the uh, basically the, the, the mortgage note on it the bank's going to take it and he's like well i work from the bank and he's like why don't we just rob the bank and pay back your loan to the bank <laughs> so they were literally going to the bank having sex in a bank to freeze time and then going to the vault and robbing it right um and then i won't tell you any more from there because a little twist does show up but uh, Sex Criminals, Matt Fraction, Chip Zardaski, I'm actually really enjoying it. Uh, if you guys are listening, I'm going to bring those trades and have you sign that soon. Um, awesome Con is coming soon, too. So. Oops, yeah. we just lost video. And we lost video. Uh, what do you guys got that you want to talk about? Anything that you saw or read that you said, hey, this is kind of cool? So first off, I'd like to go ahead and say, Enos, I will give you $10 for that Tales to Astonish. It'll more than double your money. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just you know, keep that in mind. I, I think that I think that's a pretty generous offer to more than double the, about what you paid for it. I'll give you twenty. <laughs> so, Not what I'm probably can get a whole lot more for it now. <laughs> well, that's I'm, what you think. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can get more than than twenty dollars for that. Uh, but but you know, again, more than double your money. Uh, I'm just saying yeah. that thing's pretty generous. If you hit on hard times, yeah, yeah. hard times. Yeah, sure, right. Right. So one thing I want to talk about, um, looking over over things, you know, we talked earlier about books that you should calm the hell down on and everything like that. This is one of them. You you were showing early, we were talking earlier tonight about those about the uh, the eighty page giant you know Crisis on Infinite Earths that Walmart gets and everything like that. Hundred page giant, get it right. You're shortening them twenty pages. Oh, they're hundred pages. <laughs> okay, hundred page giant. My bad. My bad. So right now the Detective Comics. 80th anniversary 100 page giant from Walmart is selling for crazy prices on on eBay like 100 bucks plus some of them as much as really? like 100 oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Uh, some of them for some of them have gone for as much as 150 dollars guys I'm not going to tell you what you spend your money on and what you shouldn't spend your money on if it makes you happy by all means do it but keep in mind something this is a reprint book there there's nothing but reprints there's one story in there that that's new there is one new story in there, but everything else are reprints. Well, that's, that's and I understand that you know not a lot of WalMarts got these. This was a low print run because not as, because all WalMarts didn't get them. And I understand it is hard to get in good condition because well, it comes from Walmart. But in the end, it's a book well, of reprints. Walmart. So I I just I I don't see why we'd be spending this much money for this book. Well, and here's the thing too, all of those. 100-page um, giants that Walmart did, the Superman, the Batman, the Teen Titans, the Wonder Woman, all of those, they did have one original story at the front of each issue. Right, and this is the same thing. That was like five this or six pages thing. and then filled with free prints. Right, this is the same thing. Um, so comic collectors were getting them because they wanted that original story. But what you find out now is, and this is not old, this is not news, DC is now collecting the original story and reprinting it in comic book form for the direct sales market. And they're getting rid of the. I don't think they're doing the, the reprints like Walmart is. They're just collecting the original story now and publishing it. Right. And like for example, this one right here. So this is an eBay sold rating as of January the twelfth. So just three days ago, one hundred and fifty-two dollars and fifty cents for this book. Yeah, that is crazy. There's. I mean, why? Why? Well, 
somewhere along the line, they became convinced that just because Wal- their Walmart, Walmart sold out of it, it was a limited print run. Well, it is. It was. It, it was. It did not go to all WalMarts. It went to a very, very small number of WalMarts, and it is a small print run. So, it from that standpoint, that is correct. It is a rarer, as far as those books go. It is a rarer book, but it's it's rare just for being rare. I mean, right. But those of us who had been collecting comics for a while knew that DC was going to reprint the original story and put it in the shop. Right. And I mean, it's it's just this. I I would never drop one hundred fifty bucks on this book in I can, a million years. I can tell you when they first came out last year. Um, I went to Walmart and picked up uh, like three of them myself to read the original story. And I'm like, well, you know, these are, there's only like six pages of new material and then I'm not going to commit to these things. And then I saw on one of the Facebook groups, people were going crazy trying to get them. And there was a gentleman on there saying that, well, he wanted them for his grandkids, but now he can't get them. And everybody wants, you know, like $30, $48 didn't say right off the rack. I messaged him. I'm like, dude, I have them. I'll sell them to you for cover. And pretty much. There you go. I'm and sure he was pretty happy about that. Yeah, he did. He was like, really? I'm like, sure. Just, you know, here's my PayPal. Give me your address. I'll ship them out tomorrow. Tinas, anything you got that uh, you want a soapbox on tonight? I have. Well, I wanted to go over a few things. One thing is last week we did a show on Bill Finger. And I forgot to bring this with me because, as I told you, when you and Randy picked this up for me, ladies and gentlemen, at a con last year, this came out right on the heels of his death, right. of Bill Finger's death. Right, right. So I'd like to read for the um, for our listeners now what was written about him, and um, and it just adds to the fire of the travesty of. You could say that what Bob Kane did to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it or yeah, what Bob Kane did. Last February, the Batman lost a father, one of his two real fathers. That is Bill Finger, who wrote his first, who wrote the first Batman stories, including those in this magazine, died at age 60. Bill was born February 8, 1914, in New York City. He attended the same high school, DeWitt Clinton, where the Cape Crime Fighters other creator, Bob Kane, would later would later would study later. Bill became a, a shoe salesman, and, and there he, he might have stayed, living out an obscure life, but for a chance meeting at a party. This time it was in the late 30s. A comic magazine, and comic magazines, I'm sorry, were beginning to come into their own. A young artist at, at that party was looking for, uh, was working on a feature for Adventure Comics and needed a writer. As he talked to Bill, he decided he found this man. They agreed to meet at later at Pole Park and worked out the details. That artist was Bob Kane, and the strip was uh, was called Rusty and His Pals. A new team had been born, one destined to bring new vitality to the comics. The next create, their next creation was Clip Carson, who debuted in Action Comics, a new magazine, but a headline hero called Superman. But the greatest product of this team came along the following year in Detective Comics. He was called The Batman. Bill liked the idea Bob had for the hero, but was not satisfied with the first sketches. The colors were too bright, more subdued shades were needed for a creature of the night. The mask was not right. A cow might look better, one with a nose piece. And to make the figure um, still look more mysterious, the eyes should not be shown um, through the eye holes. As the feature developed, Bill contributed to the development of Robin the Boy Wonder and of all the major villains. Two of them made their debuts in Batman number 1 within the, these pages, you may um, view the first appearances of the Joker and the Cat, later be known as the Catwoman. 
The story of the monster maker also in this issue was originally intended for the um, issue of Detective Comics, which instead brought Robin to the public for the first time. The story was saved for Batman number one. The reaction was not a good one. This marked one of the first times Batman was shown using a gun. And even and he even had some mounted in his bat plane. The readers did not like the hero going around killing people. Bill got the message. Batman has since studiously avoided the use of firearms. Bill wrote many other comics from time to time. To name them all would take too much space. He also did a bit of screenwriting, including scripts for the animated Superman TV show on TV, Superman animated Superman show on TV. But his chief fame will always rest with his co-creation of the Batman legend. This was the first time, ladies and gentlemen, that day DC, through the words of Carmine Infantino, um, who wrote this, um, actually acknowledged him as the co-creator of Batman. Right. Um, the Batman has lost a father. We have lost a friend. To the memory of Bill Finger, this reproduction of Batman number one, first published in 1940, is respectfully dedicated. Carmine Infantino, publisher. And this was back in 1975. And his granddaughter was just at DragonCon, and she wrote a book about his life and the whole, basically the way that he never got proper credit for the creation of Batman. Right. How everybody said it was Bob Kane. And so many people don't realize that a lot of what we think of Batman came from Bill Finger. Exactly. Uh, Bob Kane. Uh, Bob Kane's original vision was was horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah we talked about yeah, that last week about about how you know if they had went with Kane's original vision of Batman, we would probably not have Batman today. Right. Oh well, no doubt. He wouldn't have no made doubt. It. This is one of my Randy. I want to thank you. Uh, next week will be a year. Well, actually. Um, couple of days from now will be actually my for my one year anniversary on yeah. this show and i've had a blast and this is one of my prize collections because i've been looking for this ever since i've been um collecting seriously and i tell I you appreciate all, that. all those dc giant treasuries are getting so hard to find now and that's why when i um bought the uh, multitude of ones that i got in rocky mountain north carolina yeah I still have them, and I'll bring them in for show and tell. But, like, yeah, man, this is prize of one of my prizes I'll in my to, collection. Yeah, I'm going to have to bring the two that I have. Hey, Madman, you got anything over there you want to harp on? I know you do. Not, not, <laughs> nothing, nothing that re, uh, relates to comic books. Uh, just happy birthday, Ben Shapiro. Oh, really? Okay, wow. Did not know that. Yeah. yeah that's one of your buddies, right? No, uh, he's a commentator. Conservative commentator. <laughs> I know that. I, I'm okay. joking with you. So what do I got? Um, so you know what? Um, I'm really impressed with DC's Black Label stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's particularly, and I thought this was overkill when they were doing three of them, the Joker Harley Criminal Sanity, the Harleen, and the Joker Killer Smile. Uh, I said, wow, can you really support three different stories all you know, with Joker and Harley? And yes, you can actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not read the other two, but um, one of the things I was going to talk about was how great uh, uh, Criminal Sanity is. Joker Harley, Harley Joker Criminal Sanity is. Well, the art fantastic. in that is just fantastic. I, yeah, I've never seen its equal. I, I should have brought number two in to show it off, but I, I forgot about it. But Harleen wrapped up after three issues, which was really great because that's almost the same story as Criminal Sanity, but it's actually being told 
from like Sane Harley's viewpoint at the beginning mm -hmm. of it, whereas Criminal Sanity is more, she's already slipped over the edge and we're seeing both sides of it. Yeah. Right. You see it as her present uh, incarnation and how she got that way when she was first treating Joker, whereas Harleen is pretty much all in the past, how she gets the job, how she talks to Joker. And, and then um, Jeff Lemire's Joker um, uh, killer smile is fantastic. This last issue ended on a real creepy note. So I might have to check this out. RD, uh, you know, we talked about this um, a couple of weeks ago, or about a couple of months ago, when we were, in, we were talking about the black label and everything. Is DC getting ready to go to have comics at five ninety nine? I don't know, but not, well, I will tell you this when we go back to Black Label. Because um, there was rumors that when they do their whole new timeline and we get all the new heroes, because remember, everybody's right, getting replaced. Right, right. Um, part of what they said was that if we want Bruce Wayne, if we want um, Diana Prince or just Diana, or we want Clark Kent, they can do those in the Black Label. Um, titles. Are you freaking kidding So me? they said that's pretty much their backup plan is we're going to put the established heroes in the Black Label titles while the new generation carries the, the store. And I can tell you, if they go that route, I'll probably be killing DC out of my collection. Uh, How long yeah. do you think they're going to go that route? Because I don't see, I don't see them replacing I would not Bruce Wayne permanently. I would Clark not see that lasting. It would be... It'd be uh, no, right it's up, not. Right. It's not going to last. I don't think it's going to be permanent. But, but, but because because I'm, but nothing about what you said, anything of what they plan is going to um, bade well for them. Right. Well, and then here's the other thing. The Black Label, while there are good books, have also already suffered from shipping delays. Yeah. To the point that Dan DeDito just recently announced there will be no more solicitation for any Black Label titles until they can guarantee shipping. Which just tells me that there's some truth to the report that we're going to use Black Label to carry the, the main characters that you guys have known for 80 years. Uh-huh. And that's going to have everybody spending two dollars or better a book, right? Yeah, because the black labels are like anywhere from like six dollars to nine dollars. Yeah, or, or, or yeah, they're not cheap. Yeah, so yeah, that's one thing I'm hoping we're not going to that that I've been wondering is are we about are we about due for another price hike on the regular books? Well, and I'll tell you what, I don't mind when it's such a high quality book like Batman Damned, which yeah. graphically was beautiful and a great story, or did Joker Harley Criminal Sanity? Right. Will you give me a beautiful product that? I'll pay the extra. But when you give me the artwork that I can get in a regular book, like the, the Amanda Connor, um, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, that's going to be black label. That's just everyday art, which don't get me wrong, I love Amanda Connor, but that doesn't justify a black label title. Right, and it doesn't necessarily justify a, a higher than three ninety nine price tag. Right. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be or not. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know about that. But, I mean, if you know, it is, I don't think it would warrant that, unless it's you know, extra pages or something like that. Well, uh, no, they're even cutting down the page count. Oh, wow. Because oh, yeah. if you look at both um, Criminal Sanity number two and the Joker Killer Smile, they are half the size of, like, say, Batman Dam to Harleen. So, well, while I like what they're doing with Black Label, I, I just have a bad feeling they're trying to soak the market a little bit more than what they should. Yeah. Especially if they do this whole next generation of heroes and it tanks. Because you know what it smells of? That heroes were born. Remember oh, that? Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, let's hope that doesn't happen. 
We don't want Captain Man boobs again. Oh, my God. Because, I mean, that's exactly what it feels like. Well, they could bring in Rob. He's not doing anything. And he said he'll never work for Marvel again. <laughs> well, well, and I think after some of the stuff he said about DC, DC he'll probably never he ain't work got a good either. chance of getting there either. Oh, Guys, okay. I want to go over something with y'all that, that, that I find very, very troubling and infuriating at the same time. Um, last year, and I saw it again not too long ago. They're talking about, there's a rumor going around that in the next Captain Marvel movie, they were going to make her be involved with um, someone of the same sex. What's wrong with that? Not that I, it's... Especially if we get an unrated edition. Who? (laughs) Yeah, I went there. Captain Captain Marvel. Marvel. Oh. Well... Not that I find I don't think if there's anything wrong with it if that's what she was intended. If 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 that's what you know that's what you know it's always been alluded to we've never seen her be involved with anyone. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Uh, wasn't yeah, she she's was, currently involved with Rody. Rody. Uh, wasn't she, wasn't she also I'm, I'm talking about you know that we didn't know she'd been involved with a guy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she's wasn't she involved also with involved Rody. with Eros for a long time? Eros Wolverine. Uh, I just had it right here. So now uh, what I'm hearing is that she's a little overly amorous. And they're trying to say, <laughs> and it says here, you know, in the comic books, of course, Captain Marvel is an LGBT, or worse, her taste and love interest is varied at best. And well, now worse. see, that is a total 180 because she was always portrayed as straight back, like in the 70s. The, the, and the the, 80s. The, that's what that's what they're saying. Well, in her current storyline, she's dating Rhodey. Yeah, she's going with she's dating Rhodey now. So so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Why would you want to take this character this route when anyone who knows anything about the character knows what her sexual orientation is? Right. Uh, progressivism being forced into yeah, art. Well, and you know, Absolutely. I was I, I was reading this because it just because it says Kevin Feige stated that they were going to be the Marvel the mo- the movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be telling more progressive stories. I'm all for progression. Don't get me wrong. And I'm going to make something very clear. This is not a disclaimer. This is a fact. I've got nothing against the LGBTQ community. But my thing is this. If you want gay, lesbian, or transgender superheroes, fine. Create them. Yeah. Or, don't, or use, don't, use characters that are. Uh, exactly. Absolutely. Or, or, or use, exactly. Or utilize what you already have. And going and and I have to interject and touch on this because this is exact. This is right up here when several years ago when DC announced that the Green Lantern Alan Scott was going to be gay. Yeah, and I said, okay, well, here's here's the two problems. A, you're just doing it because Marvel had um, North Star North Star get married. Yeah, and two, you already had a fantastic character you outed years ago in Obsidian. Yeah, why didn't you use him or the Pied Piper, the Flash villain? I, absolutely. And and I'm like. And I'm like, okay, and like you know, Tommy and I were speaking about the about this today, and there was at one time, and I think I spoke about this when I first came on the show. There was a Twitter campaign going on, going on. Give, let's give Captain America a boyfriend. <laughs> I don't remember that actually, but uh, I do. It, it, it was it it was one of those things. It was a small but vocal. Group, yeah, and you know, it, was, it and it was after they had already established that he had a thing for Peggy Carter and everything. It's like, well, this doesn't make sense because you've already established him as a straight man. Exactly, like, and 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 the thing of it is, 
And I'm sorry. And in the movies, if anybody, even though we, on the average, we didn't like the movie, is it my imagination or Carol was checking out Nick Fury, the whole doggone movie? It's your imagination. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but the reason why I say that is like she was cold to every man she came up the, or she came in contact with except him. And she looked at Nick in a different way than she did anybody else. Well, I think uh, a lot of that is the limits of her acting ability. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen her in anything else she's the same person uh uh i did see a little bit of um kong skull island i did like that, that was and right. i will say uh you have a point i liked kong skull island i enjoyed that i also saw her in united states of Terra. that was a good good show but 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 my thing is this: I have no problem with gay, um, because someone has asked me, well, um, because I don't have a gay character in the Night Spectre 2000 um, book that I'm writing that I created, and I said no because there isn't time for one yet. And I and I'm going to go on record um, by saying this: I will not be pressured. I will not be ridiculed or call me whatever you want. But I'm not going to bring a gay character into the Night Spectre universe until a storyline warrants it and it is time and they're brought in and represented properly. Right, exactly. And And if anyone has a problem with that, I will gladly talk to you. But that's my stance and I'm not moving. Well, and it's it's the fact that Marvel and DC are both guilty of this. Yes. They're taking established characters and, and, and twisting them instead of either using what they already have exactly. or, or, giving, us, or giving, us, uh, giving us a brand new character. And exactly. A, so Creating reason- new characters. And all this is doing is, number one, creating more confusion. Number two, distorting a lot of established history. Exactly. And number three... It's not endearing the LGBTQ community to the world. Right. Well, it's, it's creating more animosity than anything else. And and it's like, and I'm thinking, you know, it's folks is I wa- I was watching the Breakfast Club um two weeks ago. Charlemagne the God was introdu- was interviewing someone who was a prominent figure in the LGBT was actually was trans. And they said something that I never thought I'd ever hear come out of the mouth of anyone with that lifestyle. They say, this person said, look, y'all have got to stop shoving our lifestyle <laughs> down everybody's throat. Yeah. You can't, you can't force people to like you. Be who you are and be happy with it and stop trying to force feed everything on everybody and force yourself on people. Right. And, and you know what? I'm actually going to interrupt you because if they want to do this in the next Captain Marvel movie, I'm all for it. But since we know it's going to be present day, why not just make Monica Rambeau the gay character? Because you know she's going to be Photon in that. Right. But, and, but, but, but the problem with that is um, I'm trying to remember who her love interest is. She, because she, she has a kid. Yeah. No, no, that's no. Marie. No, Monica Rambeau is the daughter. Monica Rambeau is the daughter, but Monica Rambeau was involved with one of the during her tenure with the Avengers was involved was dating someone with the um someone, 
And she has been, I think, has been in a long-term relationship. Well, the point I'm making is she's not as popular or as well-known as Captain Marvel character, so you're not going to put a lot of people on edge by making it be Captain Marvel that's gay if you make it photon. Right. The impact is less of a, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Well, that could wind up being a backlash, too, because there are some people who follow Monica as well and like her more than they do Carol. And I'll give you that point. So we are out of time. We might have to touch on this later. Um, We'll put it for another Soapbox uh, episode. Um, Before we go, I do want to remind everybody, um, we got our sister shows out there. Mad Men does Shock Monkey Radio every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. Um, ComicsOnline.com podcast podcast with our friends Kevin and Troy. Mondays from 9.30 to 10.30. They are still doing it, right? Okay. Yeah, because it said during their top five they're going to resume very soon. Okay, cool. And then we also have all of our pages, facebook.com slash lost in a long box. We also have Gmail, lost in a long box at gmail.com. By the way, Jim, I am going to look at a couple of your ideas for show suggestions. Um, please become a patron, patreon.com at lost in a long box because we need your money. Yep. Because <laughs> I'm tired of using my money. Um, and don't remember, we have our great little groups that Enos has out there Batman, Yesterday, Today, and Forever, which is growing like gangbusters with the members. Realm of Superheroes, Comics, and Pop Cultures, and Gather Together, the greatest superhero teams. Um, all affiliates of Lost in the Long Box. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. everyone.